And in order to keep our broadcasting license, we devote Sunday night dead time to public service shows of limited appeal. Of the Tall Can Audio Podcast, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. What are you saying today, man? It's 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 all good over here, my friend. All good. Would you go as far as to say it was all good in the hood? I guess we'd have no way of knowing, having never visited a hood, uh, ex- <laughs> having never been welcomed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just just having no real opinion on that at all. Yeah. Okay. Although another newborn baby born in the ghetto. Newborn baby born. <laughs> Little Elvis Presley. I in watched the, the Elvis. I watched Elvis on uh, on Friday night, but we'll get into that later. It's okay. Will we? <laughs> oh, we will, man, for sure, for sure. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Talkin Audio. Give us a follow over there and uh, make sure you're subscribed on uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. There's a follow button. There's a subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that as I almost end up in a speed wobble there. Uh, just keeping her on the rails here. What are we drinking today? <laughs> this is the be- this is the high watermark, folks. We're about to crack into something. Well, and really it just means after this point you're going to be uh... – Free and good, and the even flow of the game will... Uh... Even flow. So I am pouring mine, which should tell you... Stout? Something. I am drinking, actually, as I talk off the mic, mm-hmm. um, from Whitewater. Ooh. Had lots of stuff from Whitewater in and out of here in the past, but mm-hmm. this is their... It's very seasonally appropriate. It's their pumpkin spice. Spice? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, whatever you got going on over there is contagious. Yeah. Pumpkin spice espresso porter. Okay. So coming in at about a 4.4, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just pouring it, and now I'm waiting for the ferocious head. To, no, it's actually pretty good. Mm. I'm going to take a pull on this, but why don't you tell me what you got? Uh, I am back to the Highlands Brewing Company. Which, Never heard of it. All right. Uh, it's Highway 124, not far from... Uh, uh, from Algonquin Park, South River, Ontario, is where they claim to be uh, to be coming from. Uh, but this is their Scottish ale, uh, right around five percent, like uh, a lot of them. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what that's all about, man. I don't think I've ever tried this one before. How's the uh, the spiced espresso stout? Yeah, pumpkin spice <laughs> yes. espresso. Um, yeah, it it has that to me. The porter and the stout, I, I don't know what it is. It has a slightly different smell to it. Yeah. Um, so it's got that right away. It hits you with that. But it's it's actually, it's weird. Uh, um, I don't always go in for a heavily flavored and no. it's subtle, but it's kind of creamy. It's got a nice pumpkin spice with like a little coffee hit in the back. I, I actually find it to be, now it's, it's, it's cold right now, so... We'll see where we're at once it warms up. But to me, I was expecting this to be something that I couldn't drink more than one of, or maybe even all of it, right? You sometimes go, oh, it's heavy, it's creamy, it's yep. sweet. Right now, highly drinkable, which is my stamp of approval. Right. What about that? What do you got? Yeah, not quite what I expected, although I don't know what it is I did expect. This almost is like a 
tastes a little darker than maybe you'd expect it. It's just a Scottish ale. It's got like kind of a, I'd stop short, but the closest word I would think of would be um, almost like a nutty, nutty flavor to it that yeah. you wouldn't expect out of. Like a brown ale. Uh, yeah, kinda. exactly. And um, so we'll see what, uh, how the rest of that goes down. As you said, pretty cold here, just coming out of the fridge. Um, we'll wait and see if, you know, by the end of it, if you're feeling like, you know, it brings out Scottish. your, your, ah, it's a right sexy bastard you've turned into. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Just like that, <laughs> man. Just like that. Uh, what is the, uh, I think this is Irish, although you'll slam my head off the table if I'm wrong. <laughs> the, uh, or if I'm not, just sometimes the thing to do. The fr- Slanta. Slanta. Irish or Scottish? Both. Because on this, in the description here on the Untapped app, how would you spell Slauncha? Oh, it's like anything in Gaelic. I would spell it with a bunch of G's, an H, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the odd S. But no, Slauncha is S-L-A-E-N-T-E. Okay. And I would have put a U instead of the first E, S-L-A-U-N-T-E. Yeah. This is S-L-A-I-N-T, and that's odd to me. I don't, I don't think in a million years that's how I would, slaint is slaint. how that reads to me. Slaint, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's used, it's used in, it's used in both, slaint, All right. All right. Here's, yeah. you know, here's a couple up under your kilt. Ooh, couple what? Yeah. <laughs> Toes. Yeah. Heels. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, I know you got somewhere you want to take us, but before I let you get there, I want to start with this because otherwise I'm going to forget the details and I'm just not very good at this. Um, as we sit here today, you got the Bears in action, you got the Packers in action. If the Bears lose, which they are doing right now and tend to do reasonably often. Yes. And if the Packers win today, which doesn't start until uh, a few hours from now, so the uh, the listener will know before you and I do. This would be the first time since the 1930s that the Packers have more, that the Bears are not the all-time leaders in NFL wins. Yeah. It's weird, man. Because for as long as I can remember, the Bears have been hot, not garbage. good. Right? Yeah. Like, well, since the 90s. Yeah. Or well, maybe, that's a long time. Maybe even since that 84 team. Right. With Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Just before his WrestleMania 2 debut. Yeah. And, um. What's his name, McMahon? Vince. <laughs> no, I, and that's what I was going to say early. I'm like, uh, not Ed, not Vince. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah, terrible. And uh, Walter Payton. Sweetness. Yeah. I believe I believe he was the running back. Also appeared at uh, SummerSlam 94 oh. in Razor Ramon's corner. You got you to understand, man. Razor taking on Diesel. But you know Diesel is going to have Shawn Michaels in his corner. And Razor at the United Center in Chicago, needed somebody in his corner to counterbalance Shawn Michaels. Call yeah. on sweetness, yeah. Walter Payton. All right. I assume that meant something to the people in Chicago. It meant nothing to an 11-year-old Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Had no well, idea who yeah, the fuck Yeah, for sure. Was. For sure. He should have brought up the fridge. <laughs> right. That would have, he must have appeared at some kind he of. He did, WrestleMania 2. Ah, see, there, there was there an NFL versus WWF Battle Royal. I believe it came down to Refrigerator Perry versus Andre the Giant and Andre, uh, Andre reigns supreme as yeah. he does. Uh, uh, come on. How was the fridge going to get him out of there? Yeah, you're not. And you're he's not. Gonna, he's going to put his big foot up there. The, uh, yes, his one move. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that he was still capable of doing at that point. Uh, 
Gotcha. The Bears and the Packers, man. Long-standing NFL franchises. It, it's funny to think, you know, I was actually having this conversation with somebody this week. I wonder, while the Leafs have been humiliating for as long as I can really remember, right? But they had, in the early part of this century, a little bit of success. A couple of second rounds, a couple of third rounds. I wondered, though, in terms of NHL playoff wins for the last, what, five, six years? Leafs get three, Leafs get three, Leafs get three, Leafs get three before getting punted out in every game seven that they play in. I wondered how many NHL franchises the Leafs had more playoff wins, game wins, right? Not series wins. You know there are franchises out there that have been in and out and in and out. Somebody got swept. Anyway, the Packers and the Bears. Would, was, when I said that to you, is that surprising to you that the Bears are still the all-time winningest franchise in NFL history? Until uh, today, at it, least. It is surprising. Yeah. Uh, but they are the two longest right. tenured, right? I think of them and the Giants. and But it's it's really remarkable that they've been as bad as they have been yeah. for as long as they have. Yeah. It just goes Speaking to show how good they were. Yeah. Just dominate. For so long. So they're like the Montreal Canadiens is really what this comes down to. All right. I like that comparison too. I like it better actually. Because they actually haven't won anything either in, well, since really the Bears won their their last Super Bowl (laughs) is actually the last time uh, the Habs have done anything relevant. The Habs have been happy to, uh, Hab fans have been happy to let you know that 93 is more recent than 67. And that is mathematically accurate. But we're coming up on 30 years. I was was talking about 93 to 84. I I know. For the Bears. But- as the last Canadian team to have won a Stanley Cup, yeah. I, I'm kind of over the idea of painting 93 as, as recent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And it isn't. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. We're talking 30 years ago now. Right. So it's, uh, it is one of those things where, you know, it's a long time between that 24th and that 25th cup. It's been a long time since Elvis was doing his thing. What were you into this weekend, man? What, well, yeah. what happened? And, was and it a remote it, control break on your TV? No, <laughs> I was actually looking for something else. And then I, I knew that the new Elvis, the movie with Tom Hanks, the and I, I can't remember who played Elvis, but the Boz Lerman, you know, he did uh, Gatsby with DiCaprio and yeah. Moulin Rouge. And I don't often like the way he films things. Like everything's done through this colored lens and... At times I feel like I'm having a seizure. You expect Elvis to be through black flips. and white lights. <laughs> but it's really, man, when you look at, at the idea that the guy died at 42, mm-hmm. 42, and, and, and honestly, he had Does had- cross your mind in the morning? I don't want to be found here on the toilet. Like, can I just get through this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what the rest of the day holds, but I, yeah. just, I don't want to die here. Well, what am I clutching in my hand, too? Like, these are really the things that I, that I, that, that concern me is, is what clutching. are we, what are we, is it a peanut butter and a banana sandwich? Like, like, what am I, what am I holding when I, when I. How are you ever late if that's your level of multitasking? Breakfast yeah, I know. Toilet. Well, and, and there are people who find that to be, um, but yeah, sometimes you got to. There's people who are off put by texting from the toilet, let alone having breakfast on the toilet. Well, because there are those people that are concerned that somebody's going to hijack their camera. Yeah. One of those things, you know, I have no idea. And it's really one of those moments when you're at your. Um, you're most helpless. You're feeling, yeah, the most exposed vulnerable. and vulnerable. Exactly. And so on the, on the toilet, that's gotta be, that's gotta be the spot. Back in the day, just before we returned to Elvis, 
I remember there used to be every Saturday night or Friday night or whatever on CHCH TV 11 from Hamilton. Yes. Uh, now called Yes. Is it? Like the Yankee Entertainment? Yes! Marv Albert. <laughs> um, they would do just terrible stand-up comedy. There was some guy that I don't remember telling one funny joke other than the fact that it would freak him out every now and then when he would open the door on his girlfriend in the to- or on the toilet – in the toilet would freak you. He goes, yeah. she just looks so helpful there. Like at least pick up a Game Boy or something. Yeah. Now this would be like 1992. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're just sitting there, like at least do something with your time. And I guess that brings us all the way back to breakfast and texting from the toilet. Yeah. Multitasking. Right. I get it. I only got so much time in the morning. Yeah. How about a good taking down a dart while he... <laughs> something explodes. <laughs> got, a, got a dart in the coffee while you're... <laughs> Three of the things that probably in the Tim Hortons <laughs> bathrooms if you were to walk into one. And the, I try not to. The one at Madoc, which has yeah, to be oh one of the most God. foul awful. bathrooms. It's an ever. awful place. <laughs> awful place. Anyways, where I was going with this really wasn't this long wasn't long on Elvis. It was just yeah, how many comebacks that that guy had in dead by forty two. Right. Um, I think he died almost penniless. Got hoodwinked by his manager. Uh, just unbelievable how shitty that guy's life went for for all that. But he is, as a single artist, he is he never toured outside of the United States. He was. He never came to Canada? Never. Hmm. Never. His okay. his manager didn't have a passport. <laughs> well, for, for a bunch of reasons. Hadn't got the vaccine. He, he was actually, yes. <laughs> he was actually Dutch. Anyways, oh. the point is, yeah, virtually no cash and still to this day is the third highest selling mm. artist of all time. So, Oh, it, I know where this is going. Uh, You're going to ask me to name the first two. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it, it's, it's actually according to uh, uh, the RIAA, oh, yeah. it's, it's the Beatles. Yeah, okay. Followed by Garth Brooks. Really? So anyways, what this led me to. I'm too old to feel this damn, you know, got it backwards. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What this leads me to though is. Damn it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's more editing work for Matt to do later. Um, is, is this diamond status in, in the record industry? You're familiar with that? Yeah. 10 million singles either streamed or sold. Right. So it, it, it comes down to, there's only been ever 85 songs that have been deemed platinum. Now it's only been since 98. Oh, okay. So can you name 85 of them? Not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and everyone. So, and really what it comes down to is what, what I was curious about is I have a bit of a, um, a guilty pleasure for me is, is, is singing shows, not the mask singer. Forget about that. But I love the voice mm-hmm. and I don't mind a little American Idol. Season it, 38 or whatever the fuck yep, we're doing. Yeah, whatever it is. But I, I do like. I, I always love, like episode one. Do they still do episode one where all the rejects get I, in? And, I'm, I'm sure there is an episode yeah, one. No, I'm, I'm, if, I'm, when they used it, there was always that one, uh, yeah. like that one episode where like, here's all the losers. <laughs> like, she bangs, everybody. she bangs, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. Now, where did that just come up? Do you remember that guy's name? William Hung. Yes. Yes, guy. I don't remember if it was on the show or not, but I I was recently talking to someone about that fucking guy and the Jays had him up to sing the anthem or something in whatever the hell. Oh, he he had had. his 15 minutes, that guy. Yeah. 
William Hartley. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Was he one of the 85? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but yeah, that, that first episode of, of look, I, I understood the appeal and I would, I, I never was someone who would sit down and watch American Idol, but I, there was a couple times where I would watch like the final, like if, cause everyone was yeah. season two, season two, it was the, 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 the fat guy, the Ruben, uh, that's the season two, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Ruben Stoddard, maybe. Yeah. Ruben yeah. Stoddard. I think that yeah. sounds right. Um, I thought that was all right. I th- well, and Kelly Clarkson was season one. Season one. Season three was, uh, Clay. No. Oh, uh, did Ruben beat Clay? Yep. Yeah. And then three was, uh, Fisher, married to Mike Fisher. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood, yes. Anyways, where I'm going with this is, in a long-winded way. It's actually my fault this time. I've been pushing all over the place. Totally fine, totally fine. (laughs) Is, if you watch those shows, how often the country singers are are moved all the way to the end and quite often win those shows. And And I'm like, fuck, I don't. I don't like it. Like, I don't like country. And I, I really don't like the people who, the Whitney Houston wannabes. So it's, it's really, it's. You got uh, Whitney Houston as a country artist? No. Oh. I'm saying it's the country artists and then those who. I'm taking this personally as someone who likes Dolly Parton very much. And there is a very. Yep. Whitney Houston versus Dolly Parton yep. on. Well, not, uh, that is on, one of the 85 songs. Of course it that is. Has yeah. been, that has been deemed. Probably should be two. Diamonds. Well, and I think because the Dolly one is so old for sure. So, but going through this, so I'm thinking, man, is everybody listening to country music? Am I the only person not <laughs> listening to country music? Um, I went through the 85 songs this morning. Okay. Looking how many were country. How many were country? And of the 85, what would you think is a reasonable number that they would be country songs? And I, won't, I, would... I will not give you the, the Whitney version of. Okay. I would have thought low, but you're making me think, obviously, that it's, uh, I'm going to say 30 of 85. Three. Jesus. Three. And and I'm going to give you the first two and and you can tell me if they're actually country. And this is of songs that have gone diamond. Diamond status since. Three country songs since 98. So the first one to reach it and and they had it listed by date, not by. Because Garth's best days are behind him by 98. Yeah. Well, Garth isn't on there anymore. Um. The first one, first country song to reach diamond status, and you tell me if it's a country song, Matt, is Cruising by Florida Georgia Line. So it's a country song, but there are two versions. There's a second version with Nelly. Correct. That uh, is probably the bigger hit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying no. I don't know, because it's still the same song. And Nelly has done a couple of country, he did an album with Tim McGraw at one point. Right. That, uh... Uh, Nelly still hangs out on Tim McGraw hasn't mentioned since <laughs> since <Yeah>. it bombed, <laughs> and it's funny because at the time Nelly's probably the bigger star, but it, it was not good. So uh, I would say though, yeah, I, I, I'd probably count it as okay. Country song, yes. Yep. Second one that I that I would deem to be country mm-hmm. is Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. See, I, I get it. Billy Ray is in there. To me, that's not a country song. That's a hip-hop song. That's a rap song. Okay. So, no, you're out. I'm out on that. Okay. On so many levels. And the third one is legit country. It's Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. That's the third. Since 98, that is the third country song to have gone diamond. Correct. 
I'm stunned. You're not surprised even, by that? I'm not even sure I know that song. Oh, Tennessee Whiskey? <laughs> yeah. And the first time I heard it was uh, Justin Timberlake came on stage at the, at the CMTs. Yes. And he sang it live with Chris Stapleton. And CMAs, I guess, actually. Yeah. C- uh, CMT. CMT is country music yeah. television. Yeah. Uh, CMAs, yeah. yeah. It just runs reruns of Reba, I believe. And they killed it. Yeah. They, my, my daughter loved Reba as a kid. Like, of course, man. Yeah. Like, Every, like my sisters were in, like that is one of those shows that got released on DVD and yeah. syndication just holds And it would up. be in the car yes. on the DVD player yeah. all the time. Like Vance. Yes. I, I thought he was in our family. My daughter would talk <laughs> about him like, you know what Vance did today? And I'm like, did you see Vance today? Did you not, dad? Yeah. So Reba, yeah. She loved that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they killed it. They killed it together. And so, uh, yeah, Timberlake, he's super talented, that guy. Just about everything, eh? But. I introduced your brother last week when I saw him to uh, the Lonely Island. Okay. And uh, Timberlake's appearance in a couple of those. Dick in a Box? Dick in a Box was not one of them. I actually, <laughs> there was, uh, I'll bet that is. Mother Lover? Yeah. That, <laughs> that was the one. That <laughs> and the other one uh, is, uh, is called Three Way. In brackets, the golden rule. And it's not gay if it's in a three-way? It's not gay. There's a little leeway if it's in a three-way. <laughs> if you check the instant replay, makes it's me quite clear. Of, it makes me think of Johnny Drama and Turtle talking yeah. crossing swords. <laughs> the uh, hazards of the... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, what's curious about that diamond status is um, just this summer. So we're talking... August 29th of 2022, the two most recent songs to be, to be given diamond status, Billie Jean and, wow. and Thriller. So for a couple of years, were we just not talking about it? Like, yeah, <laughs> clearly. But so one of the other ones is Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Which again, We've is, talking about is, a lot, is recent po- post movie. And so. What movie? The Bohemian Rhapsody movie, the oh, Queen movie. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. And so, but I was told, that not the song that Trudeau got? Yeah, was on. in the London Hotel or wherever he Just was before the Queen's funeral or whatever. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Psh, totally fine. Yeah. Fuck. Like the Finnish Prime Minister, I think we talked about a while ago. She was out partying, and you're like, yeah, like, well, <laughs> taken could be worse. Could be out. Bombing people could could be flying swastikas and (laughs) whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Taking time out on a Saturday to sing a little Bohemian Rhapsody is probably not that big of a deal. And honestly, I've told you the story. The first international tournament I went to, Mm -hmm. we closed the joint and it was only, uh, (laughs) it was us, the Croatians and the Finns and the Finns were so hammered. The guy was lost between the wall and the curtain, couldn't find his way out. So. Happens to the best of us. (laughs) And so, you know what? People who like to party, like yeah, to party, man. man. Yeah, That's yeah. it. I'm not going to fault the guy for having a couple of, uh, you know. Yeah. There are London. far more embarrassing world leaders than having somebody who enjoys yeah. a party. Or I, a, I, or I don't look at that session. at all and go, oh my God, that's embarrassing. No. I look and go, that's me. I could do that. Yeah, that could exactly. be me. Yeah. And that's what you want to see in your leader. I think so. So anyways, it's really just how popular those songs yeah. have to be to have that kind of staying power, right? And the you know, 40 years, 50 years after. Which one of those two Michael Jackson songs do you prefer? Billie Jean, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Although 
probably I got a softer spot for beat it. But <laughs> I was like black or white. That was much, ah. that was much later. But uh, I never really cared at all about Thriller. Like that was not to me a, a fun song. It didn't do anything for me. Well, and the video was honestly when it first came out, mm-hmm. I was old enough. It kind of freaked me out <laughs> too. To be honest with you, Michael Jackson is freaky at the best of times. Yeah. And then the eyes and all that, and you're like, not doing it. Anyway, so to me, just country, country not represented in the in the diamond status, and it's 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 amazing to me that so many people apparently are listening to it. Yeah, it is weird, but like it doesn't. Like I remember Toby Keith being interviewed on. Uh, hey, like me now. Uh, on CMT Canada being interviewed and going like I, I he goes I'm happy to come up here to Calgary and Winnipeg and whatever he goes he goes there's no reason for me to go to Eastern Canada for sure Toby beat it <laughs> beat it <laughs> uh, <laughs> sang beat it to thrillers <laughs> but like he he would sell tickets in Toronto or like there's enough people in the air yeah but he goes the press that comes with it and the questions I have to answer you know that ah, fuck it right like it's so uh, there is something about country, because Toby Keith is very unshy about who he is and, and what he values and, and what he thinks or whatever. And there's a certain markets that aren't worth uh, the hassle or aren't worth visiting. But it does seem like country music, I believe Ottawa has two country music stations. I don't know, man. I don't listen to any of them. No, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny because my mom, when she comes up to visit, is a country music fan. But they recently changed, I believe it was Y101. Y105. I believe it was Y101. I believe. Okay. The only, and it doesn't matter which one of us are correct here, although to you it no doubt will. They switched frequencies and 1310 News is now also on FM at 101. And so she had the preset. In oh. her stereo. And so when she would start rolling through whatever Perth or Carlton Place. There was Rob Snow the, and she's like, yeah. what the hell is this? Except she kind of like, I'd get in the car when she'd come up with it and, and there would be Rob Snow and like, I don't know. I don't think she hated Rob Snow. Okay. <laughs> the Rob Snow show yeah. or whatever. But like, it, it's just, who wants to then sit down and figure out how do I change this preset oh, the, or whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's just have it. When you roll into Ottawa, you hit preset three or whatever it is. And, oh shit, it's this guy again. <laughs> Changing the presets. Nobody wants to do that, it's right? It's hard. Like, you, it's put, you put in the legwork and you do it once. Yes, I should be done. And then you're like, forget it. Right. Forget it. Like the car we, the car we have is most of the year it's, you know, on the same time. And so half the year it's an hour behind and right. you look at it and go, ah, oh, I got to figure out oh, how to. clock, yeah. Yeah. Daylight savings. And fall back an it hour. makes my dad crazy. When he comes up and my oven is the hour behind, I'm like, it'll be right again in three months. Like, don't worry about it. And just relax, dad. Get it's totally good. You're only here for two days. <laughs> right. Just let it go, man. You no, don't, don't no. worry about it. No. It's totally good. And then I have to remind him when he comes back four months later and it's wrong again. I'm like, you did that. It would be right right now if you had just left it when you were here the last time. It can irritate you <laughs> half the year or it can irritate you all year. Which is it? Uh, speaking of irritating me all year, your uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Drop another brutal one brutal. on Saturday. And the only thing I really want to bring up, and, you know, we talked a little off air before we came in here, and they, when you lose the way they did, and you do it on 41 points against on turnovers, and this is the second time. Let's just stop for a second and think about 
41 points. I don't know that I've ever in either league, in the CFL or the NFL, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. 41 points on turnovers. Awful. With that in mind, because this is the second time this has happened. Coming off a bye week, you have a home game and you get absolutely fucking worked. You better work, bitch. Brittany, bitch. Is there any reason at this point? Like to me, last night was the nail in the coffin of the season. Would you fire the coach now? There was a reason three, four weeks ago when all this conversation was blowing up, you'd had another humiliating loss. There was a reason to discuss firing Lapo. And there's all kinds of uh, complications that come with that, with the the salary cap on coaching staffs and stuff like that, that you would have had to worry about at the time. To me last night, that was the nail in the coffin of your season, although technically you're not dead. Is there any reason to fire him now and deal with that kind of down the stretch? Or would you just ride it out now until the off season and and figure it all out then? Nah, I I think you got to let him go. To me, this is the time now. You're not making the playoffs. Even though it's mathematically still possible. There's no reason to keep keep him around. You're going to have to pay him. Yeah. See you later, man. Start working on your next job as an offensive coordinator somewhere. TSN panelist. Yeah. But uh, to me, there's no reason. I listen to him every Monday morning on local radio. He comes on and, and I don't blame the guy, but he's got nothing to say now. No. Like, what do you do? And you can only trot out the quarterback and as legitimate as some of the reasons may be at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You are the, you are, you came in as the offensive guru. The genius. And it's either was, was, you know, a name, a moniker that you didn't deserve Mm -hmm. or the two jobs are killing you. And so to me at the end of the day, yeah, you got to pay him, let him go. I think you're irritating the fans now by continuing because people want him gone and you're not keeping him around next year. No. So let him go. And and that at least... Is letting him go now just for the fans? Is it just a for PR sure. statement? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you you need that though. Yeah. You need that when you've lost 22 straight home games or whatever it is. <laughs> right. And people continue to go in some, in some levels. Yep. And it's, you can only have, it's a great place to see a game that can only be the handle for so long. Right. At some point you don't, you want to be associated with a winner. I'd love to go and hang out and be in competitive games and have my team win occasionally. I told you, I was a renegade season ticket holder. Yeah. And the first four years of the Red Blacks, a season ticket holder. And I just couldn't care less now. I probably, of my three options last night, there was preseason NHL, Ottawa, Toronto. Yeah. There was stretch run Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Which From the trop. Those two are running neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And a distant, and I mean distant third is red blacks. Like to me, I just look at it and go, oh, it's I'll, I'll check in, but 45 to nine. <laughs> you're like, to me, I, I, I look at it and I, I'm glad you brought up the fan thing. And because late in the, or midway through the fourth quarter, uh, Rod Smith on the broadcast brought up what we always bring up. God love the fans. They're sticking around here and, oh, it's a, you know, Matt Dunnigan, China. It's a great place to see a football game. They've developed the area so nicely. And it's true. They have. Yeah. And the fans, they've done their part. Like they have committed to this thing 
and the the team won a championship faster than any of us thought they would. Yep. But they haven't offered up much since, and it's not even like you know what, what few wins you are getting are, are happening on the road. Like you got to give me something. At some point, this won't be enough. And so I wonder, and I've asked around a little bit over the last. Uh, well, I asked our buddy Lloydie on uh, on Saturday night, and I said. Where does this rank in the all-time most disappointing seasons? Not necessarily worst. Like if you go into a season knowing you're going to be bad, then you're just bad, then fine. There was optimism coming into this season. Lots of it. They had rebuilt the offense, uh, brought in a new quarterback, and we were all ready to rock. And he said, this is up there. He goes, this is right in the mix. And I'm fam- I wonder if you're familiar with this term. I was not because I wasn't around and I was too young. You might have been as well. He threw down... Super season 88. Yeah. So for those, just for a second, who aren't familiar, in 87 and in 86, the Ottawa Rough Riders had won two games apiece. uh, Four games. Yeah, two games per season. Yeah. And then they went out, totally revamped everything. There was all kinds of optimism to the point where they, on all their advertising and building up the year, said this season is super season 88. We are ready to contend. We are turning the corner. And they won three games in super season. That is, hey man, 50% improvement. (laughs) Super. (laughs) He said this, for him, is about where that ranks in terms of disappointment. Like not even that you had to be the best in the East, but you can't be last in the East with all the optimism that you had. And yet here you are. See, Lloydie and I are close in age. He's a pinch younger. By 87, I was out of the city. I had moved to Peterborough. <laughs> In shame. <laughs> but man, this, this was as shitty as that, as the CFL has been here since, since they won in 77 or 78. It's a, it was a hardcore Rough Riders yeah. city. Like you would go and people would love it. They'd be into the action and, but man, oh man, it is, to me, it's not as disappointing as last season. Last season was just so, you had had no chance last year. Whereas I still feel like. I kind of felt like maybe we had no chance last season. Yeah, we did have no chance. That's what I'm saying. And so to me, that is. I'm not as disappointed in that. I went in going, well, this is what we are. This year we came in with a new quarterback, regardless of what you think of Masoli. It was all supposed to be better. Going into the fourth quarter on Saturday night, Ottawa has the number one receiver in the league somehow. Over a thousand yards. At the end of the third corner quarter, he had been targeted twice for four yards. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no. You well, blew it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I um yeah, I I don't know, man. I I, I haven't and I, to be honest with you, as I said to you, I tuned in, I was listening to they were giving at times I had the radio broadcast of the Senators preseason game on. And they were sort of giving a, hey, Ottawa's, Ottawa's marching. They have the ball on the yeah. whatever. And you're like another field goal, whatever. And so I'm like, oh, it must be going well. Hmm. I tuned in. It was 11-6 Argos. <laughs> Ottawa had possession. I flipped back over to the to the, the hockey game. I flipped back. Bam, 18-6. Yeah. And Ottawa had the ball. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I am so checked out on this. And I never went back. And so that's probably... The point that we should stay on from a few minutes ago is these fans have done their part. And and this year we did come in with a bunch of optimism, had the new pieces on offense, had the new quarterback. 
and I wonder if you can ring that bell again. You're going to go into the offseason. You will make some changes. Obviously, coaching is going to be one of them. Can you count on this fan base again to go, okay, I'm satisfied. You've made some changes. I'm optimistic again. Or how close are we to burning out a fan base that has been incredibly supportive and loyal to the Red Blacks, both because of the vibe and just because they've lost their teams before? Or have we burned them out? Or will they buy this one more time if you make big changes in the offseason? Or are they toast, man? No, see, there's a, there's a couple things here. There is a hardcore 15 to 18,000 yeah. fans here who are going to go regardless. And this is a city that's seen shitty, shitty football yeah. since the late 70s. So this that in itself is not new. Y- you do have that hardcore crowd. That, yeah, this, this will not kill it. If, if it hasn't been killed yet. All right. So you are going to get that. And if, if your low ebb is sort of high teens in, in attendance, you're still going to have people okay. who like to show up, who like to shoot some beers out of their boot and do whatever <laughs> else, right? Like there's still a, a good vibe, but the days of, of, of consecutive sellouts yeah. are over until you can put some good football on the field. Yeah. I think these fans have been abused a bit and- it's a bit understood. Even just as red blacks, like even if yeah. you cut out all the previous shit, it is fun when you go to the stadium. It is a good vibe. It is a cool view to have the river right there and the sunset over it and the what. But at some point, I I'd like to see a win while I'm here. Oh, one hundred percent. It's been a couple one hundred percent now, and I think fans have done their part, and we are absolutely, in my opinion. And like I said, I understand you know the market better than I, but you're teetering on a point here where people go, fuck, enough, enough. I'm not spending my money on this anymore. Maybe instead of buying my season tickets again next year, I buy the three pack or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, it takes a hit. Yeah. It takes a hit for sure. And and you can be as optimistic as you want. Um, Yeah. You're going to have to bring those sort of um, fringe fans or not even fringe, non-hardcores, right? You're going to have to win them back with some good, entertaining, winning football on home field. Right. Like, yeah, you're you're right. I used to have, during the Renegades, I was on the south side. Red Blacks, I was over on the north side. Man, on a beautiful late summer, early fall day, you look out and you got the the trees and the canal there and everything is, it's a sweet place to to drink a couple beers and- and just just hang out, but you also don't want to get beat down like a dupe right. week after week. You hand over my money, and, and you're like, "Fuck, man! I, I got to spend 13 bucks on a beer and buy a ticket for this." Right? I'll see you at the Oak down the street. <laughs> right? I'll pound some beers on and just watch the game. On watch TV. the game on TV. <laughs> and so, you know, if I got some buddies and I want to hang out at a railing, whatever. Well, I got a nice deck in the back and yeah. whatever. Right? You can just so yeah. That kind of thing, to be a great venue, you still want to see some entertaining winning football. And I'm not even saying it needs to be, you need to go 15 and three. I'm just saying you need to win some home games and be competitive. (laughs) Like 41 points on turnovers and losing 45 to nine for, ah, it's brutal. Yeah. Like brutal. And I, and I don't care enough about the CFL 
to have the local team be bad and me still stay I'll dialed. I'll still check out the Lions later or something. No, probably not. I am not watching uh, Elks Lions right. game, no matter how good Vernon Adams Jr. is. <laughs> uh, what I know you and I both watched and uh, I don't know, maybe it's a problem. It's like not a problem, Matt. Right. It's not a problem. Embrace it. A double header of preseason hockey down at Scotiabank Arena. Leafs and Zens. Who's Jonesing for hockey? It, uh, first of all, I don't know that I've ever seen a double header quite like this. And honestly, I, I thought right up until the day that it was happening, that the first game was in Toronto and the second game was in Belleville, but it's next weekend that, uh, that they play in Belleville. Um, but Good, they, cause there's no ice here in Ottawa. Apparently. <laughs> well, I knew the double header was not, I, what is going on? There's seven, eight, nine cents preseason games. Only one of them is, yeah. is at home. It's yeah. weird. I think there was a concert here on Saturday night. I think that might've been part of the, and that's probably part of the reason there's no ice on Sunday. Well, they're pushing the concerts through. They're like, nobody's business now. It's, they've been, they've money, been busy. Got to pay that Debrink hat coming up. Uh, but you and I both watched a, a fair bit of, uh, of that preseason doubleheader. Um, look, we can be just like everybody else and, and we will be the good, well, it's early and I don't want to read too much into it, but it's fun. Hockey's back on your TV. Who stood out for you? Well, I'll tell you right now, Matt. Mm-hmm. You know something, Mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Mean Gene. Uh, Debrinka, Giroux, and Stutzla didn't score on every shift, so the trade and the signing Boo! is fucking trash. <laughs> so, uh, and Sanderson didn't get a hat trick, so yeah, the season terrible. will be shit. Yeah. And um, I've kind of packed it in, to be honest with you. Cool. Moving on to the Leaf side of things. <laughs> um. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I didn't see a lick of the first game. I listened to the third period in its entirety. Yeah. Um, and the, the takeaway for me was Dean Brown saying, um, he's like, Jake Sanderson skates a lot like Shabbat, if you're wondering. If you see him and you go, that guy skates like Shabbat. And he goes, that, just that good? He's like, just that good. So hmm. that is, that for me is the takeaway from game one. A nice goal by Stutzla. Yep. But I don't know how you're going to stop that Stevens guy or Steve's, whatever his name Gary is. Gary Steve. No, not Gary. Gary Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy. That, that's a little inside. I, I I actually can't remember. Alex Steve's, I think, is his name. You can't stop that guy. No. Or Mark Giordano. Like, what are you going to do? Dennis Malgan, man. Oh, not Malkin, ladies and gentlemen. No, it Mulgan. is Malgan. Going to light it up. Uh, look, it, as much as you can take away from any of these games, uh, Willie looked good. On uh, on the Leaf side of things, and he looked like probably the best player in the game, as he as he probably should have, right? Uh, well, he was on with there was Tavares was there, and Marner was in that game. Yep. And <laughs> and I, but I did like that. I I did like that both teams had both uh, sort of games sort of evenly split, right? I I fully anticipated the later game to be more sort of air quotes star laden. Right, but they seem to sort of try and split both squads fairly evenly. Well, Sheldon Key flat out admitted, um, he said, I'm waiting to release my lineups until after I get a look at Ottawa's, like okay. what they're sending down. So, you know, could he have then dressed an AHL lineup and an NHL or just split it, which is basically what they did. Toronto's um, second and third lines basically pay, played, I guess, in game one and first and fourth in game two or however you want to yeah. lay that out. Um, they're trying hard in Toronto. And Ottawa fans will recognize they're trying hard to see if, if Adam Gaudette can play in their top six. 
they so gave him. Here is welcome to your, um, you know, your former senator's castaways that have made their way down to Toronto. I right. A little Victor Mete, a little. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, but I like Gaudet. that gets the 750 in the AHL, 750 in the NHL. Look at that. Only the Marlies can do this. Marlies all the time, man. Marlies and Chicago Wolves pay their guys NHL salaries so that they'll, uh, they'll sign there. But yeah, Gaudet, they, they played with Tavares and Marner just. They want to give him every chance to see if he can kind of regain a little bit of what he had in his, I guess it was his first year in Vancouver. Yeah. I don't know that that's there. I, I, you know, every stop he's made since would suggest it's, it's, it's not, not there. Yeah. Um, and so I don't believe that's his permanent spot, but they, similar to Callie Yarncrook in the second game, playing with Matthews and Bunting. But that's a great signing though. Yarncrook? Yarncrook. I think so too. I think he kind of fits what they want to do. They gave him an extra year or two to keep the the salary down at I think it's two point one. Yep. For four years, um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So you, you know, drop that guy back into a third line yes. position, and maybe yeah, he'll play with occasion, and occasionally or goes up, and yeah. you go. You can PK. You'll that, be. It, to me, the two hundred foot game on him, and so yeah, he's not going to light it up for you as last night trying to flirt with the hat trick, <laughs> the, trick the yarn trick. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> That's a great signing, and I think that is a, a great depth piece for Toronto. Yeah, what do you think of, I thought, I guess, uh, I don't know how much of the second game you saw. Most, most of it I, I watched. That Josh Norris was eventful at both ends of, of the ice. I don't know how typical yeah. that is. Batherson looked dangerous a couple of Really nice goal that uh, Shabbat set up. I think it was the one to take Batherson the Batherson to Shabbat, to Norris. Yeah. Boom. That was pretty sweet. Um, On a ECHL goalie. Well, they all count. Yep, they, for point. sure they do. Yep, for <laughs> so. sure they do, right? Those Any, guys can whip it around. And, yeah. and and I think, especially if you listen to a uh, good friend of the show, show CJ, yeah. he was ripping hard on on that top line and on, on Shabbat through the first two periods. And, and I'm not so worried about it. Like, There's a certain amount of, like... You can, the fun thing about, especially those first game or two of the preseason for any team where you've got all kinds of guys in there who know they're not making it, you've got half the team that is busting their ass to try and move up somewhere, whether it be from yeah. the ECHL to the A, and the guys who know they're making they're like texting on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> like half. Vaping. Whatever's <laughs> happening there. Exactly. That's sort of the vibe I got from, from the, the the, the Norris line, not in the sense that they weren't trying, like yeah, yeah. when they felt like trying, they were probably the best line, you know, in the game, but at other times, you know, fuck whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and ambivalent a little bit all over yeah, the ice, right? And so. Angus Crookshank though, um, he's giving her. So, but that guy is, and uh, he's not going to make the Senators, but he's a guy who scored 30 goals in his last NCAA season and. Hmm. What he brings is he's got, not nasty, but his face is in everything, right? right? Like he is a, he's all over the place and he's got a bit of a finishing touch. Mm -hmm. So. Kind of bunting like. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good comparison. And so he's got a little finish and he's got a little, I don't mind going all over the ice and being wherever it is. And I'm going to start in Belleville and we'll see if I can come up and spot in on a, on a third line or, you know, cause he's, he does have a bit of, of everything. So, um, what I look for more is, is like everybody, right. I'm, I'm looking at, I'd love to see Costellic 
start as the fourth line center in Ottawa, mm-hmm. right? He scored a goal last night, but he's a big guy who's a fitness freak. Um, had a great scoring touch in junior, but isn't going to make his way as as a top six forward in the NHL. Right. He's great on draws, fitness freak, scored a goal. Like last year, he scored a goal and fought in the same, like on the same play. And, and again, scores. And fuck you. And he's, and, and again, he's not a fighter per se, Yeah, but he's got that to his game, right? He's a big guy. Yeah. That's the kind of guy you want at, in your depth lines, right? He's a big, strong guy, good on draws. Like to me, this is, but again, he's probably going to be a casualty of a, of a, of a still not having to clear waivers and, and you're going to put somebody like Broussard there. And I'm like, fuck. Well, he's still on a PTO. Yeah. I, I, I hope, man. Like, like, I, Derek, love you. Loved. Yeah. Not even really. Um, <laughs> Tolerated you. Yeah. Big game brass. Yeah. Um, but. Little brass ones. Yeah. I, I play all eight preseason games or seven of the eight because they didn't play in the doubleheader, obviously. Right. And then I hope you sign on somewhere else. But to me, he's somebody who just stands in the way of, of some other forward progress. So get some good film. Maybe somebody else is interested in you, but. Yeah, he seemed like an odd addition when you've got some pieces who could play whatever role. He well, he's might part play. owner of the of the Olympics now, right? So he's here in town and he's Not doing his thing. And so I'm like, hey, man, can I for uh, a Saturday ski? Yeah, let's let's do this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And to me, there's not a whole lot more to take from these. Um, I, you know, you and I are both anxious to watch and 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 see how it looks. But beyond that, um, for the guys who matter, it's probably too early to care and. Um, the only other name for the Leafs I would point out is I thought Nick Robertson was basically invisible and he cannot be. Um, he needs a big camp and frankly, they need him to have a big camp as a well, I think he's worried about his brother's contract. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he shouldn't be because <laughs> that brother, guy's going to do just fine. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Um, but they need somebody to slot in. And, and the thing that's interesting, and I was sort of working this through and kicking it around on Twitter with Maddie there on, on Saturday night. It's almost the makeup of the Leafs that that hurt him because he's not going to play with Matthews and Marner. They like what Bunting brings to that line, and yeah, that line was you? pretty good last year. And he's he's just we sort of artificially associate being young and enthusiastic with fast off, and he's not fast. Robertson is is not a great skater. That's sort of the thing that made him drop to be a second rounder. So I mean, he's obviously not going to play on that line, and down with. You know, you'd, you'd like to see him with Tavares and Roberts, but Tavares isn't getting any faster either. And he kind of needs somebody to get in and get on the Tavares puck. Tavares and Nylander. Yeah. And, and, you know, Willie can get there, but he's not really the guy you want as the digger, right? Playing right. along the boards. and You can't stop 15 feet from the boards. <laughs> so, you know, he's not really going to fit there. He's not going to, their checking line uh, on the third line with Kampf, that's not going to be him. And now do you want him playing on the fourth line? So... I do believe this is a guy who can score at the NHL level, but maybe not with this team. I, I, I just think that, you know, on the on that second line with Tavares and Willie, you need someone else who might be able to get in there a little quicker and help do that that digging work. And so I, I think he'll be an okay NHL player, but at this time, I don't really see where he fits, especially if he's going to look as invisible as he did on, and again, it's game one in the preseason. But his skating is not going to be top end ever. So he's he's that classic guy that you're just going to have to do it somewhere else. 
I think so. You are not. You are not. It's sorry. Not he's not going like, to. I think he's going to be okay, but maybe not here. Right. Like I, I, he needs to play on a line with two faster guys than him to yeah. do what he's going to do if he's going to score. And, and, you know, we'll see. I, I'm interested to see how Tavares is going to look this year because last year was about a point a game. That was fine. But he was coming off having his head, neck, and knee blown up in the playoffs the year before. Are we on the down? turn for Tavares now to some degree, probably, but how, how, how much we'll see, you know, after a full season of, of being able to train properly, but he will not be fast enough to support another slow guy on his wing. Well, and it's, it's when you look at, and to me, it's interesting, right? When you think of Tavares and that 09 world junior team and PK Subban was on that team, yep. obviously too. And, yeah. and there was an elite skater at, at that tournament and through his early years. And then he's skating when the skating goes. It goes fast. It goes fast. And and Johnny T, going back to his junior days, never the calling card, right? So we'll see what happens there. But that's that's interesting. I I, I will be fascinated to see what, what shakes loose in his season. The thing with Robertson, right, is they keep leaning into, and I think to their detriment, more defensive guys, right? Like more, Zach Aston Reese and David Comps and whatever. And we keep doing this in the playoff. Like they lost game seven. I think it was two to one. Like you need a goal. Nick like Paul, you, baby. you need some more scoring. And Robertson is about the only guy in camp who might be able to bring it. And you can't find a really good roster spot for Cadet. him where he fits. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? It's There's so many questions. And it's it's funny. I, I think of last week we talked about the listeners saying, hey, man, we're not getting enough leaf talk here. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened on, on Friday. Something went haywire with my, with my TSN online. I got a little Leafs breakfast. Okay. Followed by a little Leafs lunch. How about that, eh? And man, I was, so I, I was actually hooked, right? And cause it's, it's, it's quite refreshing to, by this time, no preseason games have been played. Yeah. Everything about the hometown team here has been beaten yep. to death. Yep. So it's fun to listen to somebody else's market. Beat where, their team to death. Well, which has already been beaten to death, right? But it's fresh and it's fresh and new to me. Yep. But somebody came on with, I don't know, reports are that Austin Matthews has just showed up and he's just ripping it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sort of what he does. Okay. <laughs> and so there's all this talk of 70 goals. Ooh. And, are you hearing that? Is that just... I haven't heard 70. I did hear uh, Anthony well, Stewart on Saturday yeah. say 65. Well, and see, and to me, when he said, when he said maybe 70, it was the second time within two days that I had heard that. And I'm like, 70? Um, it's hard. 70's hard. 70's hard. <laughs> For sure it is, man. For sure. Um, but to me, what's interesting on the leaf front is, is on the D, right? And, and it's, it's. The, with the talk of Lilligren out, Muzzin, you know, blowing his back out at the golfing, the, you know, the opening sure. tournament day. and <laughs> Muzzin blew his back out looking at, oh shit, it's fitness skate. Yes. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, and no Sandine yet. And so it's, yep. to me, that's, I guess that's where Victor Mete comes in. Sure. Jordy Ben. Comes at uh, Jordy Ben. Yeah. Yes, but to me as a seventh guy. Sure. As a third guy. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. And as long as you have, um, and Giordano look good yeah, for, for sure. an old guy, but man, it's i it, I'll be interested. 
How are you feeling about the about the decor right now, as it stands right as now? If if we're going into game one of the regular season with Riley, Brody, Geo, and whatever else is kicking around, I'm concerned. If we're going in, you know, injuries aren't that bad with, you know, Muzzin's back and Lilligren's back. I, I'm fine. I, honestly, but Muzzin, I'm, that's a guy who you're already worried about. Well, another concu- one more concussion, concussion from back spasm. Putting that guy on the, the on the shelf. Sunday football. I don't, like, I, I, that to me is, I get why, and I've talked about it. I did a solo show or two late in the summer talking about why Sandine feels a little, you know, blocked out. I wouldn't feel that blocked out. If I were you, I'd probably try and get here and understand that there will be spots on the money. left side of the Money's defense. coming down the road. Yeah, between Gio and Muzz, you're going to get your your minutes on the left side. So um, I don't know. I, well, they were talking about... It's funny, the, the D's right now, yeah, it's concerning. But coming into the season was actually the bottom of my concern. What is the goaltending going to be? And do we have enough scoring depth? We're higher concerned for me than our defense. Yeah, and so, so for me, as an outsider, looking at it, it you look at that, that, that contract, that... Um, McLeod signed in Edmonton. Yeah. To me, it looks like when you can look at the Lilligren contract and you go, does, does, does Sandine feel like he deserves a little more? It I think he, to. he certainly feels like he does. Yep. Um, but as you say, it, money's going to come that guy's way, but he's got a, he's got a sort of, now would be the perfect time to go. All right. Like, like we talked about Subban when he's like. You're not going to give me a long-term deal. I'll bet on myself. Mm-hmm. Well, and you won a Norris. And I'm not saying no. that Sandine's going to win a Norris this year, but you got to go, okay, all right. I'm not getting what I want exactly. Give me a year. And this would be a great time to to show up and shine, right? He at the same time is sitting back now going, huh, you've got a couple injuries there, do you? What you going to do? <laughs> How about a couple extra dollars? So it can go either way. Oh, have you looked at the salary cap? Have yeah, you looked yeah. at the books? Yeah. If you want to play here, there will be no extra dollars. <laughs> because I firmly believe if if Matt Murray can stay healthy, and I mean healthy yep. in every way, like that's a guy who's like, I think I have a cold today. Not playing. <laughs> right. Uh, has concussion problems. But if he's playing, and if there's a structured, decent defense in Toronto in front of him, yeah. I, think, I think Leaf fans will be over the moon with what he can provide. It's just, can he stay healthy and can the structure hold? And if you're missing half your D. <laughs> Structure's <laughs> taking a hit. And then you're, then you're left with Sam Sonov and. Looked good. Yeah. 40 for, minutes of action. For sure he did. half the Bellevilles. <laughs> for sure he did. But it's, it's one of those things where you go. I think it's just as likely he takes the job as Murray, to be honest with you. I do think you're right. I think Murray's. I'm more worried about Murray staying healthy than being good. 100%. Like, I think if Murray is healthy. He'll be fine. And and you have your set D in front of him. Yeah. I think he is going to be all that you would hope. Uh, it's just, to me, I, I have real concerns about his health and, and his ability to want to start. Because there's been games where he's been like, I think I have a hangnail. I can't start tonight. And you're <laughs> like, what? It's a season opener. Yeah, I know. I'm just not feeling 100%. And you're like, Fuck. Okay. But if he's, if he's in and engaged and we've all heard about all the Sue Greyhounds sure. there and the love fest that's going to go on. to watch the Leafs with his dad. Yeah. It's good, man. Yeah. It's totally good. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, Cam Talbot was interviewed on uh, 
local radio this weekend, he was talking about, they said, well, how do you feel about this weekend playing, you know, in the sort of the battle of Ontario preseason? He's like, oh, he said, you know what? I I can't wait. Right. He said, uh, I've played in a couple of battle Albertas and, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I can grow as a kid. He said, my dad and I used to sit down and those early 2000s, Ottawa Toronto games, love those, man. He goes, we totally jacked up. My dad and I would sit down and go, can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome tonight. And somebody, May Ian Mendez, I think said, what were your- What side were you on? What were your rooting yeah. allegiances in those? And he's like, well, I grew up a Habs fan. He said, so I didn't really care who won. Just he's, chaos. <laughs> he said, but it was just outstanding to watch. He said, so I, I'm hoping for- a lot of those and for them to be competitive. And that's, I think, I think that's what we can see this year is, yeah. is there'll be more competitive nights between the two teams and maybe bring back, because they talked about it in a hockey night in Canada last night, Saturday night. You hope for that, right? It mm-hmm. looks like the future of Toronto and Ottawa, a little bit of a collision course, improving team, already good established leave team. Mm-hmm. But there may be some nights where there's some fireworks and that's all we're all hoping for, I think. There's been fireworks over the last several years in the Winnipeg Jets locker room. Eesh. <laughs> so much to the point where a coach has said, no mas. <laughs> yes, just just left. I'm done here. Uh, and uh, we have seen that uh, captain of the Jets, Mark Shai, nope, former, Blake Wheeler. Former captain. Yes. Uh, has had uh, his captaincy stripped from him. And you don't see it often. Typically, if you have chosen someone to be the captain of your team, you're usually confident enough to leave it on him. And that is not the case here. It's being all kinds of shrouded in, what's his name? The new coach, Rick Bonus, showing up and saying, you know, I have to decide what our leadership group looks like. That locker room has been shit for a long time. Going back to the days of Evander Kane, and Dustin Bufflin and Buff. You don't normally just peel the C off somebody's sweater. And he's still saying, I guess the right things that you would want him to say in terms of if you're expecting, I don't care about, I don't need that C to be a leader. Yeah. I don't, if you're expecting me to be the shrinking violet in the locker room or whatever, that's not going to happen either. But there's something about that guy and about that locker room that has been trash for a really long time. And the fact that you didn't take it off of him because you had someone else that you were desperate to put it on, to me, is all the indication that just, yeah, this isn't about us trying to dub somebody else. We just think you're the fucking problem. So, and he has, I think, a five-team trade list, like five teams he can be traded to. So it's not even like they can just punt him out of town. Uh, I think he's 35 at this point. He's a I, former thrasher. old at this point. Yeah. I, I, man, that, that Winnipeg locker room has been a story for a long time. And like I said, to me, the fact that they were just taking it off of him to give to nobody else says all you need to know about what they think of him at this point. Yeah. And it's like, was it Marlowe who had it in San Jose and they took it off him and gave it to Pavelski? I think they put it on Thornton and then took it off of Thornton to and give gave it to, to Pavelski. Pavelski. <laughs> yeah. I, anytime you see that and you're like... <laughs> That makes me feel unwanted yeah. and not valued as an employee here. Um, and it's it's interesting because I think you're right. I think you're right in terms of um, you look at those teams. Those teams have been like last year. They were like, that's going to be 
That's a legitimate Western Conference contender. Yeah, the talking heads love the Jets. Best team in Canada. Yeah, and so, Oof. yeah, not good. Not good. And and it's been like that for a while where their talent has, has, not, has not met the expectations. Right. And you have to look at that and you go, what, what's the deal, right? And when the coach says, forget it, man, I quit. Fuck it, you guys. He just left. Threw the keys on the table <laughs> and said... It's yours. <laughs> Whatever. You that, suck at this. Aren't that's you? rare. Yeah. Super rare. And we talked about it on the show when it happened, but. It was Paul Maurice when he left last season. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd sort of go, wow, that is. And now to keep that guy in the room. And, and again, if you listen to any post-game pressers out of Winnipeg and, and the reporters are very pointed in their criticism of, of, of. Wheeler's 200 foot game. Well, even outside of his game and the. Little sulky. Like he and Shifley do not back check at all. And I only know, just anecdotally speaking, as a Leaf yeah, fan. I, I think Jake, what's his, Jake Evans would disagree on yeah, the well. Shifley back check. <laughs> not checking from behind. Back checking is different. But no, yeah, there's, there is a reporter in Winnipeg who now covers. Kaboom! Who now covers politics instead of sports. And he tweeted out after one of these outbursts last season, just unprovoked, nobody tagged, nothing, no quote tweet, just some of the worst people I have ever met in my life hang out in the Winnipeg Jets locker room. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. People not, uh, you know, not loving what's happening in that, uh, in that Jets organization. And it's interesting. You talk about not living up to talent. You could see, like, would it shock you if Kyle Connor scored 50 goals this year or Ehlers hit 40 or... Yeah. Like there's a lot of talent, Hellebuck, one of Vesna. like there are pieces there and they just stink. I would love Morrissey or Pionk. Like those to me are guys who are more than useful pieces. Yeah. But you suck. Like Stastny said, uh, on his, when he left after his second tour of duty there this yeah. year, he was interviewed and he said something along the lines of, there's a lot of immaturity in this locker room. A lot of no care. Yeah. And just, so to me... Not, you know, it's Rick one of the bonus walks in just goes, who's the captain? Yeah. Not anymore. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, and, and bones as Ottawa people know him as yeah. right. A long time, like more games behind an NHL bench than anyone else in history. Right. Rick bonus. Right. Um, not to mention good local boy, Marty Johnson brought on as an assistant. Nice. Um, know that guy. Eh? Yep. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. Um, interesting cat. Um, TCA guest. Future TCA guest, 100%. Um, but it comes down to, yeah, you you should have got rid of that guy or at least more than one of them. I think at this point it's, it's, if you have that, and there was all this talk, Shifley was leaving in his post-game interview. He's like, if I'm back or whatever the deal was. I'll have to know the future of the organization. Yeah. And, and to me, everything else about this organization between ownership and management, and they're like good people committed to the organization, despite Shovel involvement with Chicago as mm-hmm. of 2010, yeah. um, seemed to get off the hook there. I was like, I still have a job, honestly. Yeah. Well, and he was, he, to me, he got a free pass, both from ownership and the media. Well, but even beyond that, like even just on hockey. He's a day one guy there in 2011. They take one run to a conference final and have been shit ever since. And you're still. It was the slow build. And they're like, we love the Chevy build. We love the, the patience. 
And, and his, his, the best thing I've heard about that guy is because he's never been able to convince any free agents to sign in Winnipeg. So they were, I guess the media were calling him uh, Kevin Canada Day Off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but you know who does like him? Apparently ownership. Mark, Mark Chipman. Chipman. Yep. 100%. And so whatever your deal is, as long as the man's stroking the checks, yeah. thinks you're a good dude, you're okay. And so, yeah, the changes should have gone beyond stripping the C, I think, if that was the case. You needed to find something else to happen with because when you need to punt that guy right out of the room. See ya. Yeah. Anything else for this one, man? Yeah. The only thing else I wanted to cover was uh, a little Blue Jays action. The Blue Jays. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and and it's just it's since we talked last, we we were you know the concern was what do you do with the starting rotation? What do you do? You know playoff starting rotation, it seemed like a no-brainer. I, I last week was touting, we're taking down the Yankees. We're going for the division. I think I think the Yankees have clinched. streaking. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if they've clinched the division now or what's happened there, but it seems unlikely at this point. No. So it's it's really, I think I just checked the score, 7-1 in the ninth inning for Toronto. So I'm going to assume that they're going to coast home in this. And they're going to leave with a weekend four-game split. See you later, Tampa. That's the end of you guys. And you're two games back. Uh, depending on what the Mariners do, they're at I think least... they play the Astros again, the Rays, I believe. Yeah. Well, and and to me, the Yankees had the, had the nicer schedule moving out, yeah. right? Pirates and whoever else they were playing. And Red Sox. Pawtucket. Um, but personally... It, it's if we can get that top spot in the wild card, get the home game. I don't care who we play at this point. Uh, I would certainly welcome the Rays at home. Hmm. I'm intrigued by that. Anything to stay out of that fucking dome down in like yeah, I, yeah. we have our own dome and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's somebody's rec room down there with a. Like Honestly, a it looks like after ladders. the Rays are done, the boat show is coming in the next day. It's just a fucking convention center with a baseball diamond on it. When you look at, we had Arden Zwelling on the show last week from Love Sports that guy. Night. Yeah, at, at Sportsnet, more than Sports Night, but, and, it, you know, said to him. It was late. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, how do you see this shaking out? And, and it's hard at this point to trust Barrios. Oof. I, t- I emailed you in the middle of the Home week. Home versus road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But I'm, uh, that's, I wasn't aware of the, but that, yeah. I am. There's zero chance of putting Barrios on the Barrios. Sure. Fuck, whatever it is. I keep hearing it all <laughs> the way. Barrios. Yeah. Barrios. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, to me, I'm going with, yeah, you got to go with Strip, Gosman, and, and Manoa. That to me is, that's my three for a, for a, whatever the wild, the wild card, card is. Wild card turns into, yeah. I'm worried about the pan. And not in the sense, like, they haven't performed well, but this is what it looks like when you don't have a reliable four and every fifth day is a bullpen day. They might just be spent, man. Like, they might just be out of fucking gas. Can we just do Kikuchi and Mitch White and just sort of stack that bad boy up and, and, and see what happens and then bring <laughs> and then in Richards? that game. <laughs> and just, just do this and just... Trevor Richards, your opener? Yeah. Oh, my God. Followed by Kikuchi, yeah. followed by Mitch White, followed by Oblivion. <laughs> Followed by sadness. <laughs> yes. Followed by drinking <laughs> right. heavily. Yeah. To me, like the pen itself is 
when they're on and when they're rested, they're fine. But just you can't run through half a season with, you know, two and a half starters. And I, like, I guess it's three. Strip's been largely fine. It's still a name that I look at and go, you know, are we going to, let's say you got lucky enough to win games one and two in a wild card series and you move on. Ross Stripling's your starter for game one in the ALDS. Well, we threw out, we threw out Ryu in game two against Tampa two years ago when he got smoked. He got smoked and that was on extra rest. You were trying, and the Jays came out this week and said, you know, if that last game of the season, 162, that's scheduled to be a Manoa start. If home field is still on the line, we'll pitch him. So he's not going to be available in that scenario. Yeah. And I, I disagree with Schneider I do on too. that. I do too. I do too. I think you, I would prefer home field and I yep. really don't want to fly all the way to fucking Seattle and then back depending on how all this shakes loose. But man, you got to, to me, winning that series is more important than doing it at home. And especially, you know, depending on how these next 10 days or so go, I got no real beef with going to Cleveland either, which is the first time in my life I've ever said that. <laughs> I want to see the burning river. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, it, it comes down to, yeah, I want home field too. But I'd rather have Manoa Gosman yep. Stripling be that one, two, yep. three. And I feel totally fine. Like look look at Stripling. Today, he uh Sunday, he he rolled in. Held the raise to one run. This is it. And it that, that what more do you want from that? That's eight quality starts from the guy. Yep. Are you at all worried about like we've seen now, Bo's back up in that number two spot, Vlad's three. down to three. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. they flipped it here this weekend. Vladdy is just smashing the fuck out of the ball right into the ground. Into the turf. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how, like, Springer seems to be coming on at the right time. Bo has been as hot as anybody in the month of September, although I think it was Saturday. He looked like he might have tweaked something in a swing. He did play Sunday, so I guess there's no concern Did it, did it cause him to overthrow first base? A lot of things cause him man, to oh man. throw first base. And how do we not get Vladdy a gold glove at this point? Just playing For with. sure. <laughs> Um, I'm still not convinced Bo's not your second baseman next year. And, and like Bo can't get hurt right now because Espinal's hurt. And now I guess what Chapman goes to short, Biggio goes to third. No, I Who's never, I set? never take Chapman away from third because he covers third. So going to play short for it. And into. Into short. Into short. Like to me, when he started the season saying to Bo, don't worry about your right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like to me, same thing you used to say to your brother. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey. <laughs> for sure, whatever you got over here, don't worry about it. I'm here. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's it's. We'll see if Guriel can come back. Maybe you, maybe you put Biggio there and you put Merrifield at second. Yeah. You, wait, you're putting Biggio at short. Oh my God. I thought you were I <laughs> I was going to glaze fast and no. You were just going to glaze right over that. Uh, no, no chance. Uh, it, I think it would be Chapman who would end up at short. And, well, because uh, then he's going to play short and third. Yeah. And I'm Basically, cool. I'm cool with that. It looks like you can do it. I'm cool <laughs> with that. Because that's another guy. Like to me, if, if, if you look at the, at the defense, the infield defense last year. Yeah. To me, Vlad is, is an absolute gold glove contender over at first. Mm-hmm. And Chapman, you tell me a better third baseman defensively than, than Matt Chapman? Yeah, good luck to you. Good luck for sure, man. That guy is a hoover. Oh, I got somebody in my mentions all fucking weekend tweeting at me that the Jays are collapsing just like last year. I'm like, just like last year? 
22 and 9 in September last year. They were smoking hot. And, yeah, and, and came up a game short despite winning 15 to 2 in that, that final 162nd game. Yeah. The game. pressure was off in the second inning in yeah. that 162 last yeah. year. But. And actually, it was the Nationals and somebody else who absolutely shit the bed. One of the things I talked to Arden about last week was when the Jays finished winning on Thursday night or whatever it was, we take. We go to live action, Yankees, Pirates, Pirates up by four. And I went, I just like the same idiot who put his faith in the, the Nationals last year, put his faith in the Pirates this year, only to see Aaron Judge uh, hit a solo home run that was inconsequential. And then Giancarlo Stanton hit a grand slam that uh, basically ended our chase for the AL East. Well, and how did you feel about the Red Sox walking I'm fucking fine with it. I don't care. Oh, for sure, man. Fuck you. I don't care. If, about if you. I'm the Red Sox, I'm like. Well, what do you stand on the whole? Is this even a? I've said it a few times on the show. What is the record? It's a franchise record. I guess it's an AL record. But as much as you hate Barry Bonds, that guy has the home run record at 73. And Sammy Sosa has a couple seasons for the Cubs up over 60. McGuire. Him too. Yep. But Sosa, I think, had two or three. Two, I, I believe two over 60. Yeah. Like at some point, like I don't. Those really... guys are roid guys though. Yeah, okay. So is everybody else at that point. Like to me, those. At that the... point. So, but to me, those three guys, I, I don't like the record the way it is. To me, the well, record. It's a franchise is... record. That's it. The uh, judge is chasing. Or it's an AL record. AL record. Fine. You can have that too. We'll but all to... be remembering the AL home run champion. Yeah. Well, to, in reality, I value the judge record. The, whatever judge ends up with this year, to me is the legit. Until he be until he's found to be guilty of gigantism, yeah, giantism. <laughs> um, but yeah, you are talking about. And let's be honest, Bonds and his San Francisco Giants and his fucking head that grew two times larger. I believe than that seventy three home run year is the only time he crossed fifty. Yeah, he as a pirate was a 30-30 guy, 30 homer, 30 stolen bases, some skinny guy. You look at Sammy Sosa, like... We should acknowledge, I don't remember if it was this week or last week, when I said Ricky Henderson was never a home run or a 100 steal guy that showed up in (laughs) plethora in my mentions. You idiot. (laughs) Yes, he definitely hit 100 steals multiple times. And it's funny because I think the actual quote was, and it was quite incredulous on your part. Yes. Nobody's ever stole a hundred bases. No man. Lots of people, lots of times it happened for sure. And and so on, on, I don't know, I was at work and LSG came up to me and he was talking with the pod and I'm like, okay, you listened to it already? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, did the part in the conversation where, where Matt said. Shrugging it off. I said, did that get clipped out? And he was like, oh no. No. It was all in there. Yeah. No, I'll leave it in, man. I'm happy to be. Yep. Anyways. I, I always kind of, you know, 50 was a great season. No, apparently double that was a great season in the 80s. How about 130? Yeah, well, fuck. But again, that, and my point at that time was, where's that gone? Well, I guess we're getting it back next year with the big pillows. Yeah, the big pillows and the only two times. To <laughs> yeah. a lot of, um, but the Bonds thing. Yeah. Like, so, so to me, I value this, despite hating the Yankees. Yeah. I value this more than all that. And at the end of the day, when you Even get to- he's only having to golf it out 130 feet to yeah. right field. Yeah. When you get to pass the babe and Roger Maris 
And so that's just for the club record, let alone the AL record. I value this record more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's valid. At the end of the day, if you were to push me on it, I'd say, who cares? I just think if that's the record, if you want to do something about it, put an asterisk. Change the record? No, but like. Everybody just went along with it. His head was as big as his head was the whole season. Everyone just like, well, yeah, the whatever. whole season for sure, but not from when he was a full no, grown man as a but pirate. But that's what I'm saying. He showed up to spring training with that size of a head, and everyone, went, well, all right, I guess that's Barry Bonds now, and that looks natural, right? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Nobody in their 30s has their head and feet grow <laughs> like that. Nobody, man. But I, I just think... What do you attribute this to? He's good eating, lots of sleep, man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, you see the fucking... HGH. There's a fucking uh, surgery going on. Like, this has been in the news and like... He's got yeah, to do with penises, man. No, it, uh, everything does at some <laughs> level. That's what Barry Bonds is saying. Forget about my head and my feet. You should see my junk. This was... <laughs> I'm really glad I stayed back on that. <laughs> Look, there's a... You all know how today's show is going to start, but... <laughs> Um, that you can, there's a surgery where they can make you three to six inches taller, but they have to break both your femurs. <laughs> and this art, there's a I'm whole article in GQ. This. I've been pushing six feet for, well, not anymore. Yeah. Now you're heading the opposite. Exactly. Direction. I am danger. Pair, five, 11 and three quarters. Yeah. And on the retreat. And on the retreat. But if, yeah, I'll break my femurs first. Both femurs. <laughs> six, oof. one. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But that is, oof, Yeah. It's just the status eh? that uh, there's no more s- bigger statement on th- the ridiculous shit that men value than if you'll let us break both your femurs, we can get you over six feet. <laughs> I don't care how big my penis is. <laughs> no, it's all of it. What everybody can see. If it's, wow. Well, they can that's, see that. That's, whatever they want. All house, no chimney. Um, so to me, the Barry Bonds thing, it is what it is. And that's what we're stuck with. And the Yankees fans, if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm all in on this. Because we are the franchise in baseball. It's a hundred and however many years. Good on you, right? Enjoy it. Um, but for the rest of the nation to have to pretend, and we're fighting over Apple TV. Stupid Apple they TV. They shouldn't have the game because. They shouldn't. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Every team took their turn, including ours. I know. Yeah, and it keeps boning me. Just, just, it's free. You don't have to subscribe to anything. You just have to fucking. Go to the right website. I know. It's hard, Matt. But everybody's up in arms that that might have – it didn't. That Judge may have hit the record-tying and uh, record-setting home run on Apple TV instead of on, yes, Yankee Entertainment Systems or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but old Uncle Luigi who showed up in New York on a floating on an orange crate in the late 40s. He doesn't know how to get to Apple TV. If you want to talk inclusivity, one of these things is available for free nationwide. One is available in New York only on paid subscription cable TV. So don't come at me with one's more readily available than the other. Apple's not charging anybody any. It's Well, we want Michael K to call the, yeah, nobody gives a shit. No, I want the old drunk guy. John Sterling. Who can't see the ball. It is far. It is high. It is caught. It is gone. <laughs> no, wait, sorry, it's caught. <laughs> what the fuck? What did I miss? He's been here? doing that since 2005. Maybe what did I miss here? He's standing at first. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, there was a minor league highlight making its way around on Twitter, and we'll repost it on our social media at Talk Audio. There's a guy, golfs, it's a triple A game, 
hits it out hard to deep left field and the wind knocks it down and the left fielder catches it, but he thinks it's gone. So he starts the trot around first base and he gets to second and then he does the thing. I don't know how many people have known. You're supposed to point to the bullpen to like. Yeah, yeah. Like acknowledge, acknowledge the guys. Yeah. And he's still trying. And his own third base coach is like <laughs> looking at him as he's frowning second like, are we doing this? <laughs> right? like, but at this ball. point, I've come this far. Might as well just. I'm going to hit third base and just keep trotting. Hopefully, <laughs> right with the third base the dugout. dugout. Right. Holy oh fuck, embarrassing, man. What? Stop. Look. Oh, no, it's been caught. I'm going to pull my pants down right at that spot. <laughs> Start slapping my ass cheeks and go, I knew it. I think we've uh, probably come to the end of today's program. It's it, You can tell. Yeah. You can tell by the content. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> Neither can anybody else. That seems like a good finish, Matt. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Talkin Audio. If you want more of this for some reason, uh, and make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. Uh, hope you all have a great week. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll see you all next time. See ya. I am unhappy with the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting. I wanted it to go better. I wanted it to go better.